Hey, my name is Stephen Beckman. This is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. Um, I am the CEN, or the Chief Executive Nobody, of the Mesh News Project. You can find the Mesh News Project at meshnews.org. Mesh News is the mothership to COINTELPRO 2.0. You can catch the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast at podcasts, with an S, dot COINTELPRO, the number two. And then the word zero, spelled out Z-E-R-O dot com. You can check out our video series at videos, with an S, videos, dot COINTELPRO. The number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. And then our online guide full of articles and resources at COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. Being in the program of COINTELPRO, I can tell you my journey has had just a wide assortment of things happened to me while in this program. I've had my bank accounts frozen. I've had an active denial service weapon used on me to keep me from walking into major media outlets in downtown LA. I've been censored on multiple social platforms. I've been subjected to radiation assaults nearly daily. And that's not microwave assaults, that's radiation assaults. That's different. I'm subjected to constant poisonings, druggings, a massive years-long smear campaign, being blacklisted and unable to pursue a career, which I had my degree and practiced for seven years before getting into the program. I've had my privacy made a novelty for others. And mainstream media and media puppets of our intelligence services reinforce these smears, which are completely basis. And then I had to wage an anti-smear campaign to correct this information. I've been given false medical care countless times. I fought three attempts at corrupt psych staff trying to declare me mentally unfit, forcing me to spend thousands of dollars of money that you don't really have in this program to go through independent and accredited uh, psychoanalysts, etc., to verify that these are things that are happening to me and and not some delusion. I've been arrested on false charges and held on $100,000 bail, which was only an opportunity for law enforcement to instruct in-jail gangs to try to kill me per the guard's instructions. I then had to go to this pretend trial and beat these false charges, only to tarnish my record, making it unable for me to also gain just basic employment. The key like to keep you broke in this program. I've been stalked across state lines, and county lines, and daily within my own community where I live. And in a desperate attempt to silence or even possibly murder me, I was struck with a car to send a message to shut my mouth. Reasons others are told of these horrible things and abuses happened to me are just carefully planned out logical fallacies to pacify 
of which all have been debunked. And I have the receipts. I'm not invited to my own trial because I hold the receipts to facts. Now you can learn more about me personally, view these receipts, and see a light shine on how government silences those that it sees as a threat and those who blow the whistle on government corruption at knowstevenbeckman.com. That being said, let's move forward with this podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that you know a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you and since the commercialization of the military industrial complex these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles so visit the website check out the resource that's COINTELPRO the number two ZERO.com hey guys thanks for tuning in the podcast um yeah so you know I haven't been putting out news videos and I've been getting people like yo what's going on you know I was pretty exhausted because they were hitting me pretty hard with this but now um I'm trying to jump back into it now I'm having issues just you know uh, creating those videos with my software. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, but now I'm having problems where I, now I can't even make videos, uh, even if I wanted to. And I'm hopefully trying to get that resolved. You know, I'm gonna have to figure out something going on with my phone, get another phone. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to stop making the podcast, especially the more I learn about shit and, you know, who knows, maybe I'll just start doing, uh, like a daily news report, doing like a podcast or something until, cause the podcast situation seems to be working, but my videos can't, I can't uh, put out a video. So until I can get those situations, um, fixed, um, uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, I enjoy doing that, believe it or not, when I'm feeling in good spirits and good health, I just, I enjoy the shit out of it because you understand that's research for my films. I, if I'm not doing that every day, 
or able to do that every day, then I'm not keeping my finger on the pulse. Then I can't make informed decisions or make informed understanding. I make informed predictions about the zeitgeist or what is to come if I don't keep my head into it. Now, I'm not trying to brag, but I am. But I remember letting you guys know about some information that I was working on. On One of those was by Ray Dalio, that video of Ray Dalio. Um, it was called, what was that? I keep forgetting the fucking title. Isn't that crazy? Ray Dalio. Changing World Order. You should just watch that video. But in that video, it talks about how what usually the signs of a nation or a superpower, um, it's like it's like 40 minutes long, but it'll absolutely like, bro, it is just put it in your brain, put it in your brain. I guarantee you'll be the you'll be a, the smartest motherfucker in the room by putting 40, 40 minutes of information into your brain. You'll be the smartest person in the room to talk about China and what's going on and being able to comment on the situation at hand, etc. This guy takes historical data and he shows what's most likely happening and moving forward. But he but he created this video with no intentions on commentary about um, contemporary news cycles. It was just it's just a learning video, just a teaching video it has nothing to do with none of that. It. It, it, it's 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 just a piece of information I stumbled across, and it's all backed up by sources, and it's you just watch it. But anyways, I was had my hands in a couple of different bowls of ideas, things about inflation and our money printing, and what usually happens after that. I, you know, I was listened to quite a few, uh, quite a bit of Ron Paul's podcast on that. Then I've also been paying attention to history about. What is a sign of a of a of a of a failing nation uh, historically? And it's usually when the GDP of the nation um, or the the nation's debt exceeds their annual GDP, and we have crossed that threshold as a nation. And we've even stopped reporting the M1 money supply. And you should refer to my film twenty twenty uh, twenty thirty vision year one. Uh, where I talk all about that. That was last year's movie. This year's movie is 2020 Vision Corporate Coup. Or Coop. If you're Stephen Beckman. And you say Coop. Um, but. Uh, I'm not trying to say I was right. But. Uh, I was telling you about like how it seems like. We are putting our. We are putting ourselves in a position. For a third world war. You should watch Ray Dalio's video. You should check out that podcast before the resources I put in the, in the in the descriptions where I lay out. This is very plausible, and you know I and some people are saying that I was kind of being a um, uh, chicken little, but let me just read you something that came across today on Zero Hedge. U.S. Army Secretary Christine Woolmuth said earlier this week that the U.S. must prepare to win a future war with China over Taiwan. I and oh, by the way, the tar title of the article is "U.S. Army Secretary Says U.S. Preparing to Win a War with China." That's the title. By beefing up its mil uh, 
with a, a, uh, to must prepare to win a future war with China over Taiwan by beefing up its military deployments in the region. I am personally not of the view that an amphibious invasion of Taiwan is imminent, he said at American Enterprise Institute, according to The Voice, but we obviously need to prepare to, to, to fight and win that war. Wilmer's plan involves sending more troops and advanced weapons into the region, including hypersonic missiles. He says the buildup would be an effort to deter a war. Yeah, to deter war with China, although Beijing has been increasing its military activity in the regions in response to U.S. actions. Here's another article from Time Magazine, right? I'm not pulling from, I mean, Zero Hedge. Zero, Zero Hedge, you should follow them on Twitter or whatever. Go to their website. Keep them in your favorites. Zero Hedge, very level-headed commentary. Um, They're kind of one of these independent people that are shining through to become a real um, um, thought leader on financial news and also because they do financial news they also report on stories that will affect you know the overall economy global economy whatever but zero hedge they're a thousand percent legit you should follow these people you should read their shit you should really take in what they say these are people who are very well read they back up their shit with a lot of data with a lot of sources and they're one of them, you know, I'm saying one of these independent news sources that really have shined through and managed to carve out in a world where algorithms are allowing mainstream media. But these guys, man, they have such a reputation for just being on point, by the way. So that's my whole thing with Zero Hedge. But that last article was from Zero Hedge. This is from Time Magazine. U.S. General's prediction of war with China in 2025. Risk turning to worse fears into reality. Um... In his 5th century BC history of the Polynesian War, ancient Athenian historian and military general Thucydides posts, it was the rise of the Athens and the fear that instilled in Sparta that made war inevitable. It is amusing that prompted American political scientist Graham T. Allison in 2012 to venture a theory known as Thucydides' Trap, noting that of 16 historical occasions when a pre presumption power challenged an established one, no less than 12 resulted in war. Today, the, the Theodos, Thucydides trap is more often used to describe the fraction U.S.-China relations where they may lead. Though the inevitability of an armed conflict is a matter of hot debate, Objectors cite intertwined supply chains, established international governance mechanism, and bilateral trade. On Friday, the this article was written January 31st. On Friday, U.S. four-star general Mike, this is a, a four-star general, Mike Minahan warned his troops, warned his troops, China, my gut tells me we will fight in 2025. I hope I am wrong. Minahan, who heads the Air Force Air Mobility Command, wrote in an internal memo which circulated on social media to the leadership of his 110,000 members. Chinese President Xi Jinping, he explained, secured his third term and set his war council on October 2022. Taiwan's presidential elections are in 2024 and will offer Xi a reason. United States presidential elections are in 2024 and will offer Z and distracted America. Z's team, reason, and opportunity are all aligned for 2025. 
Um, you know, I made this prediction. People are starting to call me crazy. Uh, these are four-star generals who are um, very much have the same understanding that I do of what's going on. So, I mean, that well, the shit that I was saying may seem uh, reactionary or chicken little-ish, but, I mean, these are four-star generals who are also saying the same things I've been trying to communicate to you guys, and I'm really trying to back this up for, with hard data, etc. This is a This is a reality. We need to... I mean, just like he said, I hope I am wrong, but I mean, even four-star generals are saying like, bro, this is going to pop off. I mean, it's just, it's coming to that crescendo. I'm doing it from a much different um, aspect. Mine was all based on historical data and patterns and uh, um, power structures and what we understand would happen. But, you know what I'm saying? These, a four-star general you understand is is literally uh, uh, um, saying the same things I'm saying and he sees it from a different perspective he has more insight and information so that info that I was giving you guys should not be just cast aside you should think about that you should think about your plan your bug out plan you know think about that shit I was talking about the nuclear sponge think about you know maybe Getting, you know, five grand together or whatever, buying yourself like a little bug out vehicle, pickup truck or whatever, start setting that shit up, um, start having your ration situation, maybe add that gas tank and what, it's a couple of grand if you can afford it. I mean, and just think about your thinking about your safety. There's nothing wrong with this, especially when four star generals are even backing this up and he's seen it from a, um, uh, inside, inside track where he has access to so much classified intel. On top of that, so just I'm not trying. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot motherfucking toot. Like I said, I hope that's not true, but bro, I mean. Anyways, and also just understand, like I'm. If I share an idea with you guys, I know this is the Cointel Pro 2.0 podcast, but I also am a complete news nerd. I drink from the fire hose every day. Um. And, um, you know, I try to keep myself well read. I try to put my head in books of people who have good reputations for uh, analyzing and predicting things and using historical data, etc. I don't, there's, you know, absolutely nothing I get from trying to be, trying to do fear mongering. Um, but it's just shit. I mean, you know, there, there, there are generals backing this shit up. And I was not even operating on that information. And then I started seeing these stories come across. These are very recent stories. Um, but it all, it seems like there might be something that pops off. And how fucking scary is that? Anyways. Um, I want to talk about something that I had to learn about. And this is going to be primarily because of... The U.S. government is very paranoid. Like I tried to say, tell you guys before, the the military and the intelligence community are are hammers. And when there's even the idea of a threat, that threat becomes a nail. So they employ lots of strategies and they become hyper-paranoid. 
what was going on when I was in the thick of this shit, what was going on with this, um, this, um, JFK Jr. leak that I opened my mouth about and then all this fucking hell spawn from, uh, um, the military industrial complex and the military community intelligence community descended upon my life and my fucking city. What they thought was going on, because like I said, they see they are hyper paranoid because they don't want to be number two and they're okay with being paranoid as long as it means that, you know, think about it like there's a spider in your house. You don't think the fucking spider is going to kill you, but that motherfucker is not paying rent and you don't, you're not there to fuck. You're not there to, to, to roll the dice. So think about that as the intelligence community and the military community's position on things is even if something seems like it might be, even though all information points to that ain't shit. Um, that spider still got to fucking die. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, if you, if you, if you're sitting in the living room and you and your wife are watching TV or you and your you and your uh, your old lady and a spider you see a spider crawl up the side of the wall what is going to happen your 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 old lady's going to turn on the lights she's going to hand you like a broom or uh you know what I'm saying um I don't think people buy magazines anymore going to hand you something right you're going to roll that shit and you're going to you're going to execute that son of a bitch with extreme prejudice. Smush. And I don't, don't even get me started on how people in Australia deal with those Kingsman spider. What are those things called? You know, I'm talking about those. They almost look like face huggers. God. But right, what's going to happen? It doesn't matter. You know that that spider ain't going to evict you from your house. That spider's not going to steal your car. You're not worried about that. It doesn't matter. It's the idea of it, right? And so that's the position that the U.S. military and the intelligence community, even if somebody's not a threat, they still engage that person the same way you would engage a spider. It doesn't matter if they are or aren't there to fuck you up and you wish I'm sorry, you're just going to die because I'm number one and I don't like being number two. So you have to look at things like that. If you're getting your life railroaded by the fucking U.S. government, it's because they look at you like the same way you look at at a spider when it comes in your house. That, That, I mean, very rarely do you get, you know, somebody who picks up the spider and then lets it out of the house, right? I've tried that a couple times, but I don't know, man. My instinct is just... You know, it's, it's, it's smush time. It's hammering time. So I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I've went out of my way to cooperate. So I am a little salty, but the U S government is super paranoid. And when they were engaging me, I had people coming up to me and doing and saying things like, um, the movement is over, Steve. Or your followers aren't going to help you. Or, oh, uh, they would they would say, oh, so you're trying to plan a coup or whatever. Like, they made all these assumptions. They had people come and harass me. Let me know, like, your coup isn't going to happen. Like, what coup? There was no coup. What happened was the government and the military assumed the position that the reason why I had this information was because I was strategically trying to... Um, 
cause some sort of shift in power. And believe it or not, the Bush and Cheney families have a lot of pull, even though they're not in politics anymore, bro. They are tight. Like the Van Vanguard sovereign Bush, uh, uh, Bush sovereign wealth fund. I mean, like I said, watch my movie, bro. I give you all the information on this, how they have a very, the Bush family has a very, very tight control on the Western economy as a whole because of the Bush sovereign wealth fund, uh, Vanguard. And absolutely, I will tell you this. If I know BlackRock, and basically it's BlackRock and Vanguard who basically own the Western world. They own controlling shares in every major U.S. company. So controlling shares allows them to make decisions for that company and how it will act without having to own the whole company just because that's how, you know, um, American business works. So they just buy enough controlling shares of every company. So and they have very scary people on their payroll, like, you know, um, Blackwater guys and shit like that will come and fuck you up if you don't do what they say. And they can essentially now it, they they're essentially turned the country into an oligarchy without you even realizing it. You think these are all different companies. The great thing about BlackRock, or the, the crazy thing about BlackRock, is Vanguard owns controlling shares in BlackRock. It means they control major policy about BlackRock, and everyone always talks about how BlackRock owns everything and how they're super. Guess what? BlackRock owns controlling shares in Vanguard. So everything that BlackRock owns controlling shares in because they have the same kind of strategy. So a lot of people are talking about how BlackRock is going to go and rebuild Ukraine. Well, guess who's going to profit from that? Vanguard. Because they own controlling shares in that company. But BlackRock owns controlling shares in Vanguard. So they, so they own control in each other's companies. So it's monopolies within monopolies. So they have a monopoly on multiple industries and they have a monopoly on their monopoly that they own the monopoly. But every time you utter the words BlackRock, if you don't utter the words Vanguard as well, you might as well be a, you might as well be a, in my, in my opinion now, and in, in my professional opinion now, I, uh, considering I understand how the con is working, a lot of people give BlackRock a lot of flack in the media but no one ever talks about vanguard vanguard is the bush sovereign wealth fund and we just came out of a 20 year long war instinct and where we found out from uh julian assange where he exposed that the 20 year war was basically a huge excuse to launder money and we're learning how these people launder money from the pentagon papers I'm not Pentagon Papers, the Panama, uh, the Panama Papers, where we found out how they're laundering this money and where they're hiding it. Where do you think the Bush Sovereign Wealth Fund got all this money to start owning controlling shares and everything? Could it be from the 20-year-long war that he got us into and that we're finding out like $8 trillion was laundered through the war? Crazy, right? So if you are talking about BlackRock and how they're corrupt, if you don't utter... Vanguard's name as well, considering they own controlling shares in each other's companies, you might as well be a stooge for the bushes, in my opinion, because you're because you're trying not to you're trying not to shine a light because everyone knows Vanguard is the Bush sovereign wealth fund. That means you're trying not to shine a light. So if you utter the words BlackRock, you have to utter the words Vanguard. And if you're not doing that, it's because you're trying to point and keep the heat off of them. That's just my professional opinion. And 
considering what the facts are telling us. So you might as well just be a stooge for them if you're not trying to utter Vanguard's name alongside with BlackRock, in my opinion. Anyways, keeping that in mind, when I was going through this, people, uh, I would have these contractors and shit like that, and these people from the military and intelligence community come up to me and say shit like, your coup's not going to work, or we've got a whole media blockade, you can try to go to anybody, I guarantee you no one's going to help you. Um, they, the, the military and the uh, intelligence community took a position that they somehow thought I was part of a larger organized group. And what I was trying to do with this information is expose corruption and try to lessen um, their influence and, po and, 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 and power bubble with this information. And that's not what happened. I stumbled on some shit. Didn't know I stumbled on some shit. I watched it a fuck ton of times. I was like, that was really crazy. And then I went and took a shower and then came back and that shit was gone. And then fucking years later, I uttered a hint of this information and then overnight my fucking life changed and so did my city. Um, and that's, and I now have hours and hours and hours of content backed up by sources, etc. Um, to bring you this podcast. That's the only reason why this podcast is this because this is all the shit I had to eat because of this situation. Um, that's it. That's the whole reason why this podcast exists and why I know these things and know these strategies and why I am one of the few people who are experts in this particular vein of things. Believe it or not, it is, it is not a braggadocious thing to be an expert in something. That means that basically the government butt-fucked your life for seven, ten years. And all you have is, you know, all you have to, to, to uh, you know, from that ride is the t-shirt. Believe it or not, it's not something that's uh, I'm very stoked to be the expert on. Anyways, so the government's position at the time when this was like really in its peak for me was that this was some sort of larger organized attempt to expose the Bush and Cheney's during at a strategic time when they were in the news cycle. That was their position. That's what they understood what was going on. Because, like I said, you're a spider doesn't matter if that's not the case. They take the worst case scenario and then they run with that because their paranoia and to destroy any and all threats like the spider in your house has allowed them to remain number one in the world. So they don't see that as an extreme position. And they have some strategies for circumventing that. And one of the strategies I found... And, you know, if you're ever in a position where you have dirt on some high-level people in the U.S. government, U.S. politics, people tied in with the military-industrial community, whatever, you might also, and you, and you, I'm saying you might be a journalist, a whistleblower, a leaker, um, you might also incur these sorts of strategies. And it's going to be a, uh, 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 and it's going to be one of these strategies for them to reduce you as a threat. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that they did, I now can see the overrate, overreaching strategy was they wanted to surround my life. They wanted to have me surrounded, and then they wanted to see who I knew. Right? They wanted to, see, they wanted to be like, so who's okay? Now that we have him surrounded, we made him broke. 
We made it so he can't go anywhere. We made it so he's just barely holding on with his health every day. We've smeared his reputation so no one's going to help him. Now that we have him surrounded, let's find out who he knows. So I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends doing this. I mean, I'm kind of a person who just fucking keeps to himself. Um, you know, I like to really research into things. I get really, you know what I'm saying? I get um, hyper fixated on topics. I want to learn everything about them. Um, that's just kind of like this. I'm just like a, I just, I'm really, I don't, I don't think I would call it thirsty for knowledge. I just want to learn as many things so I can just know things. I just, I get, that's me. I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't, I don't, I don't have like big spheres of influence. I don't have groups of people over organizing. That was never the case. I just, you know, my stupid, uh, uh, personality type got me into a fucking mess, but they assumed because the nature of the information that it was some sort of organized thing. And that was the farthest thing from the fucking truth. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to try to employ strategies if they do think it was part of a larger plan or a movement or whatever they think, right? That they're not, they don't have strategies to circumvent that because, you know, think of them like contingency plans. How do we stay number one? Well, right now we have some people who uh, we have a, a politic, two politically ro- political royal families who, even though they were, you know, in office in the begin- uh, beginning part of the two Ks, which he stole that election, by the way, a lot of people talk about Bush's stolen, uh, 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 Trump's stolen election, like the Bush stolen election is bananas, like his brother was the governor. Like people are just openly saying it on even CNN. CNN who was like the ultimate butt lickers of the government. Oh, like I remember watching the CNN documentary on the election. They just they they literally put it in their documentary. They had their people just saying, "Well, you know what I'm saying, when you're fucking your brother is the governor, you're running for president, and it just so happens that he runs things and he has a lot of influence in that state." And then all of a sudden an emergency happens where even though the popular vote and the fucking electoral college vote voted for Gore, all of a sudden now we're having to step that back. And then basically his dad's connection in the intelligence community and the military industrial complex, because Bush's dad was also a president and his government and his brother being the governor strategically placed there, they essentially stole the election through bullshit. You should really see it. But even CNN just outright. I remember watching this documentary outright. Even CNN outright just says, well, it's obvious his, his brother helped him steal that election. No one's losing their mind over that shit. That was an actual stolen election. This isn't like, uh, you know, find me votes kind of thing. And I'm not even about to debate the, the, the Trump versus Biden thing. I'm not an expert on that shit. So I'm not, I'm not here to talk about that. But this family, after they got us into a 20-year-long war, they made sure all their companies and their buddies' companies got no-bid contracts. So even after he was out of office, he was still pretty much in control of that war and had his, and had his those two families had their fingers deep within the military-industrial complex. And the Bush family's fingers are deep within the intelligence community. I mean, his fucking dad's name is on the side of the goddamn building. Like, do you know what I'm saying? If... My, if 
my name was Tom McDonald and my and my dad owned a chain of restaurants called McDonald's. You think maybe I'd have some fucking pull in that situation? Like they put his dad's name on the side of the fucking CIA building in Washington, D.C. It is known as the George H.W. Bush building. And there are and spooks are not well uh, very easily impressed. So whatever that motherfucker did to impress the whole haunted house, like whatever, he must be some kind of some kind of badass. Anyways, long story longer. This family, even though they're no longer politically in power, they spent twenty years basically robbing the American taxpayer of trillions, literal trillions. Then they use that money to set up the Bush Sovereign Wealth Fund in Van- within Vanguard. And now Vanguard owns controlling interests of every company. So think about this. This family has deep running ties and roots within the CIA. They have deep ties and deep roots within the military industrial complex. They just spent 20 years laundering trillions of dollars, Right? So they already have that control, right? People call it deep state. Now they control Vanguard, which is essentially a Bush sovereign wealth fund, has controlling interest in every major corporation. Many of those corporations are the pharmaceutical companies, which also got those contracts for all the vaccines and made record insane billions, hundreds of billions of dollars and shit like that. They made a whole bunch of money because they have controlling shares in Pfizer, etc. That's Vanguard. People aren't talking about that. So think of that level of control. So they have deep state ties in the CIA, deep state ties in the military industrial complex, a.k.a. the Pentagon. And they have controlling interest of every major corporate, every major industrial corporation company, uh, every major industry and corporation within those industries. These motherfuckers got us by the balls and no one's talking about it. These are our leaders. These are our rulers. The U.S. is a fucking oligarchy and we're running around thinking that we have freedom of choice. These are competing organizations or whatever. No, they're not. They're monopolies within monopolies. I referred you to watch our movie and film and um, educate yourself because all my films are is me bringing the receipts I'm not telling you this. I have the receipts to, to to prove this. Anyways, that being said, they were very paranoid. They thought there was some sort of movement to rob these people of this power, which they have in a very oligarchical way, much like, you know, uh, the a king of a, of a nation, much like Putin. Basically, the Bushes are the, like the Putins. Putin even took a break from not being the president. And then he became the president again, but he still had all the power. He was still running shit, even though he took a little break from being the president. He was still running shit in the background. That's kind of how the Bushes are doing. Even though they're not the president, they're still running shit. And they basically run everything. But they were very paranoid, and they would they had their people come up to me and say all sorts of crazy shit. Like, you know, you're a little coup. Your coup attempt. We're going to get you and your friends that planned this. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about, homeboy? But they just assumed everything because being paranoid and treating every spider like it's there to kill you is exactly how they deal with things. One of the strategies I've seen them employ in my situation is a strategy called 
co-optation. Co-optation is a one of the four strategies for government suppression. Now, this is from the book from Kevin Goldberg. Uh, I'm sorry, by Craig Smith. This is a book called uh, by a guy named Craig Smith. And this book is called A Review of Silencing the Opposition, Government Strategies of Suppression of Freedom of Expression. And he lists these four strategies, but we're going to talk about co-optation. I'm going to list the other strategies. Um, Co-optation. Oh, fuck, I lost my place. I hate that. Hold on a second. I don't want to keep looking for this while I got you guys on the on the hook here. Okay, so here's a synopsis because I can't obviously read you the whole book. But the uh, the author, this is a synopsis where he says Smith compares the contrasts of styles of President Johnson and Nixon in dealing with anti-Vietnam War sentiments. As in Chapter Four, Smith employs a series of terms to describe the activities of each commander-in-chief that led to an organized, easy-to-follow explanation of government suppression tactics. These strategies take four forms, co-optation, condemnation, circumvision, and coercion. Co-optation is a strategic incorporation of an adversary's goals, functions, or beliefs into one's own framework. It utilizes appropriation, the conveyance of messages without use of the press, deflection, distortion of the facts, and offering sympathy to your opposition. So what was the form that this was used on me? Well, so I started my, right after they absolutely blockaded me in the media, I mean, they even shot me with a fucking active denial service weapon outside the LA Times. I keep talking about that like it's significant because it is. Because that's a military-only hardware system. It is a huge, 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 huge deal that someone cut the red enough red tape to allow that to be used on me. The radiation shit, you know, the cartel has access to that. And they regularly use that shit. And they have for quite a long time. Yeah, the U.S. government uses it, but now the cartel's using it, too. I mean, I even, I've pointed to you many times the stories where, you know, they're, the cartel is constantly robbing trucks... They have this shit. They're, they're robbing it from like oncology clinics, etc. Because you can make dirty bombs with it. You can use it for assassination attempts because they're the fucking cartel and they run shit in, in Mexico. But they still have to have oncology clinics because cancer, you know, affects us in all countries. But they rob this, that radiation material from those cancer centers, usually when it's leaving the place. Um, so me, if I were to talk about, oh, well, radiation, whatever, that doesn't mean the government is interested in me the federal government the military the pentagon them using an active denial service weapon on definitely means people from the pentagon are very much interested in me that's a military only weapon system pentagon only um it's not for police nothing 
so, you know, whenever I bring that shit up, you have to understand that kind, that is one of the three major ways that the U.S. government tore their mask off and said, it's me, bitch. Even, you know, it's me. I, I'm the person who I'm the person who doesn't like you, um, regardless of, you know, spin, you know, people spin doctoring what's happening to me, etc. That's why it's significant. That's why I bring it up. Um, anyways, long story longer when I, I, since I had a media blockade and I mean, I couldn't even, even when I did set up appointments, they were absolutely out of their minds with how they dealt with me to try to deter me from reporting this abuse happening here in San Diego when I spoke of this shit. And so they just were like, oh, well, somebody's sharing secrets, somebody that this fucking local retard has, has his hands on this information. Meanwhile, I didn't know anybody. I don't, even though I live in the midst of a military, uh, 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 city and it's San Diego is the, is, is literal Mecca. It's the fucking, you know what I'm saying? It's the Vatican. Basically people think that would be the Pentagon. No, no, no. Pentagon is corporate headquarters. It's not where shit goes down. San Diego has the highest concentration of military, military personnel, former military, retired military, military veterans, and civilian workers with, um, security clearance working in conjunction with the U.S. military. It is Mecca. It It is the Vatican for military. And keep in mind, the military has their own branch of intelligence. Every major branch, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, they all have their own branch of intelligence, you know what I'm saying, with varying degrees of sophistication, but just like the CIA. So, you know I'm saying, whenever you think about intelligence, most people think of... CIA, NSA, but no, no, no. Each branch of the military has their own CIA, essentially, if you want to call it that. And they're just as sophisticated. And, and you know I'm saying it just gets overlooked because, you know, hype and movies, and it's not exactly in the zeitgeist like the bigger names, the alphabet agencies. But, anyways, I want to talk about co optation because. After I knew that, fuck, I won't be able to get this information to the media, to people to blow it up, to essentially save people or save my community or whatever. I, bro, I, the, after I went to L, uh, downtown LA, the three times I made the trip down there, I think if I made it, I went a fourth time, I would die. Um, constantly being bombarded and shot with radiation, like the kind of, like gamma radiation, high intensity x-rays, particles, while I was driving there, many times almost passing out. Um, and then the fact that they understood that I was just going to keep going and that them letting me know that they were shooting this shit at me and thinking that I'd be scared. Like, you have to understand, bro, like, uh, um, I impressed myself I never thought I would ever care about something as much as I did doing that. I thought about all the people here in my town and there's just, it was like I had tunnel vision. I was just thinking about everybody here and I fucking had tunnel vision and these guys were brake checking me and they were trying to line me up to do pit maneuvers on me. And I had to constantly break off the freeway to lose these people and get back on. And then they were shooting um, high intensity x-rays at me, which was 
you know what I'm saying? I, I, I had to make sure that I, uh, I fasted and, um, I got everything out of my body and everything before this happened because you will literally shit your pants, bro. That's what radiation does to you. Um, I had to prefer that I had absolute tunnel vision and there's never been anything that I ever thought I would ever do like this, but I just kept going. I was like, okay, well maybe this time somebody will talk to me. Maybe this time I'll get to talk to somebody. What have you? Well, let's try, let's try this outlet, this news outlet, because you have to understand if I, I understood that if San Diego was absolutely surrounded absolutely no way could I go to local news agencies to get you know what I'm saying I mean and I was right I was fucking right and were they and now were they only were they totally surrounded and not only did they totally prepare for the situation is even when I went to LA it was a total news blockade that's how like much ready they were for this but anyway so I started my news project the mesh news project and then they started to assume that I was part of like a secret movement and that there are all these people helping me and blah, 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 because I was such a good study of um, the news climate and things happening like that. Like, and they just, they just made all these assumptions because like I said, the government's paranoid. Every problem is that spider. That spider's not there to fucking tear your house down, but they're going to pretend like it's the most important thing because that paranoia has allowed them to survive. So I made all these assumptions. And so I started noticing, I started interacting with different people in the media space. And I, I started to understand, oh, you know, how we learned about during the church committee hearings about, um, the CIA and intelligence, uh, intelligence agencies having their people, um, infiltrated and placed in the media when we learned in the seventies, something pretty much the Twitter files is an equivalent of that was a huge deal, by the way, in the seventies, the church committee hearings, huge. We actually, you know how we felt when we confirmed that when we finally learned, thanks to Elon Musk, he showed that the, the CIA and the department of Homeland security had deep state fucking agents within those organizations telling them what to censor. Right? Like, how many people were just like, oh my God, I fucking knew it. I'm, oh my God, I can't. That's exactly how people felt in the 70s when the church committee happened. We learned, like, everyone suspected, like, bro, this shit seems like it's really aligned with the State Department and everything that the administration says. It seems like the government, like, the media is working with the government. And finally, in the 70s, everyone got the confirmation and the CIA admitted, yes. We do have our people placed in the media and we tell them what to write. Like everyone was like, oh my God, I fucking knew it. This is all a sham. Like, right. The same feelings we had about social media. It's the same thing. That's the church committee. You need to understand how big the Twitter files is. Matt Taibbi, uh, Elon Musk, whatever. Like they gave a huge gift to the American people. Um, anyways, making, you know, regardless is uh, I started learning about some of these people. Oh, by the way, the nickname for that became Mockingbird Media, meaning everything the CIA said, you know, the, 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 uh, they would call them the Mockingbirds. They would repeat it within the media. So it became known as the Mockingbird Press, the Mockingbird Media, whatever. So as I was going through this, and I was already getting um, a media, media blockade and stonewalled to try to report these things, because uh, I uh, started to become well-versed 
of which I have a extensive list of just by interacting with people, etc. Still trying to get through. I found a shit ton of people who are puppets of the U.S. intelligence agencies within uh, and uh, within the media in this current media climate. That includes influencers, podcasters, um, newscasters, which news channels are very well aligned with the State Department, um, etc. Through these interactions, you start to be like, oh, shit, because... I would leave out, I would like lure them into a situation to see if they would fuck me or if they would try to do something to try to stop what I'm doing, right? Because I started the Mesh News Project just so I can expose this, not because, you know, saying I wanted to attack, go after the news and, and, and change the news industry. I just didn't have a platform and people have a certain way in which they digest information. If you're just some asshole on Twitter going, hey, the fucking government above, they're going to be like, so I don't care. Um, so you have to engineer, you have to create a format and to digest that. And so I was like, well, I guess I have getting, I'm guess I'm getting into the news business because people need to know this shit. This happened and it's fucking amazing that this happened, that the government has this much power and how they will absolutely shred your constitutional rights and the strategies they use and et cetera. Da, 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 da. So I would interact with lots of people in the media space and lots of these people would employ co-optation strategies. And I want to talk about that now. Yeah, I know there was a bunch of lead up into that, but, you know, I had to set down a bedrock. So moving forward, as I was saying before, co-optation was one of the four means of the government trying to um, suppress some sort of uprising or dissent or movement or even them thinking, you know, someone else is trying to take power or whatever, like, um, I mean, the government tries these strategies because, you know, they did the same thing to the Black Panthers, believe it or not. A lot of people know that about Fred Hampton, who, um, was murdered by police. He was a leader within the Black Panther Party. Um, the reason why he got killed was from an informant, an informante, uh, fucking, because the U.S. government employs tactics for infiltration. They employ tactics to, essentially, it's like controlled opposition. They get people on the inside. They get people to act like they're part of the opposition, etc., so they can gain a foothold and extinguish it. One of those people that did it, there was this guy named William O'Neill. And um, he was an uh, FBI informant in Chicago, Illinois, and he infiltrated the Black Part, uh, Panther Party back uh, back in the 60s. And he's actually known for being the catalyst. William O'Neill, you can look this up yourself. He's known as being the catalyst for the 1969 uh, police FBI assassination of Fred Hampton. So the government has these tactics where they try to take control of the opposition and I noticed when I started this news project, there was still a high level of suspicion that it might be used to, like I said, these people thought I was trying to, you know, and establish some sort of coup. They thought I was trying to take away government power. They thought I was trying to bring down political family. It wasn't. I was just, I said something I didn't know was part of some legit shit. It completely ruined my fucking life. 
the government came and stomped all over my shit and, you know, took a flamethrower to my existence. Then they came to my city, used that as an excuse to come here and fuck everybody else up. And they did some very gnarly shit that you would think was like came out of a movie, but they were doing it to their own people from to the to people here in the military and intelligence community in San Diego because they be, they were a hammer and and this situation seemed like a big box of nails. So after a while, they realized nobody was fucking helping me, but that didn't line up to their narrative. So then they thought, okay, well, maybe somebody, people, people are helping him. And then this news project is his next stage and what he's doing. So they used co-optation tactics. Essentially, it's controlled opposition. The, the, whenever you hear controlled opposition, the actual name for it is called co-optation. Just so you know, you know, thesaurus. Some people tend to be scared of thesaurus. Um, but yeah, co-optation. And so they would do things. So they started, they thought maybe I was communicating with colors. They thought I was communicating with, uh, specific art styles, specific image treatments, font choices, etc. They started taking words from taglines I would use, and then they would try to create news outlets using those terms um, one of those is soapbox, uh, another, um, but they would create these properties, et cetera, to try to capture people like my audience, et cetera, and try to align themselves. Like I wrote, read to you in that description. I'll read it to you again. Um, bring that up. Strategic incorporation of an adversary's goals, functions, or beliefs into one's own framework. Utilizing appropriation, the conveyance of messages uh, without the use of press and deflection, distortion of facts by offering sympathy to the opposition. So they would use art styles. They would copy the things that I would do in my news program. Um, so they could essentially, like other people would think, oh, these people are lying because I started gaining some some kind of attention by some kind of people's ears because you know, having this much heat on someone and seeing the things that I've seen and being exposed to and understand and under and hours and hours and hours of tactics, et cetera, that nobody has ever heard of or known of. Um, and being able to bring this to people backed up by facts, et cetera, was an, obviously an incredibly terrifying thing for, you know, the, uh, military and intelligence community, uh, especially with, uh, those two communities are so well tied into the people who, the shit that I, uh, uh, um, was trying to gain people's attention to was tied to. So they started using image treatments like mine. They started using fonts. They started using portions of my tagline so they could appear like, Hey, we're one of him. We're part of his thing, whatever he's doing. Yeah, we're part of that. Um, and it was crazy crazy bro there would be people who would say that they knew me that they were closely in comp and communication with me and these people i've never even met these people don't even know but they would and they would um they would essentially they're essentially trying to capture the my the audience i started gaining by exposing this corruption 
And I started having the ears of some important people at one time. Unbeknownst to me. Um, but yeah, like it was crazy. But absolutely, I mean, they were using the symbolism we used. They would use our tagline. Um, just to make it look like, hey, we're part of whatever Steve's thing is. We're part of that, whatever. They did that because... If they, because they had a paranoia that I was part of like a movement, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just, Hey, I saw corruption and the media is all run by the fucking government and they're roadblocking me and I have to create this property or else people won't have a, won't have the heuristics for how to digest this information. But they assumed it was like a, because I was such a quick study and because I put my shit together, like I did, what have you. Meanwhile, they kept stepping on my growth. They kept stepping on, you know what I'm saying, my ability to work on things. Like right now, they're keeping me from being able to work on videos. And they they um, would shadow ban my shit. They would steal my laptops and my camera gear. While they were also trying to build co-optation properties and advertise that they were part of whatever it was that I was doing because they, it didn't make sense to them. Wait, what, what's going on? This dude, he, it's a Z it's zero profit. It's not a nonprofit because nonprofits still make money. It's a zero profit. So he's just doing this to do this because he doesn't like corruption because, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's not, he's not trying to make money doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like at least be a five, one, I'm just, no, it's not. I, you know what I'm saying? I had my job or whatever kind of job they allowed me to have at the time. And I was just doing this to do this because it was the right thing to do, but I had to build a reputation and I had to offer a pro I had to offer a news product and a, in a, in a segment that was absolutely saturated with news products. And I had to, you know, put that together, but it didn't make sense to these people because, uh, it, it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't even a nonprofit. It was a zero profit. It wasn't for anything. It was purely to educate people on what the fuck is going on. No, I don't want your fucking money. I never want your money. I don't want to get, I'm not trying to get famous from this, whatever. It's just that so many people have had control of information and believe it or not, this co-optation exists in many forms, even in our, what people think is independent media. There's lots of, well, people call it controlled opposition, but it's called co-optation. There's lots of people, even in the independent media space, that are absolute puppets of the State Department. They're pretending that they're part of the inside track on shit. Um, many of them have popular shows and followings, and they're just full of shit state puppets. And, um, you know, there were quite a few people who tried to capture my audience. Um, like I said, at one time, you know what I'm saying, even though I'm a little dude, we had up like 10,000 people following us on Twitter and a lot of other accounts and they just constantly get nuked and you have to start from scratch all over again. But they would do these co-optation techniques where they would, like I said, they'd borrow our fonts. They would borrow, they would borrow our tagline and they would borrow our image treatment. They would borrow things that I said. They would borrow my tagline for, you know, how it's sign off on the podcast. Like they tried to at, like communicate the, hey, we're just some startup guys too, but we're very aligned with this guy. Well, you know what I'm saying? What's going on with this? So they try to, these are tactics from the seventies that they, that they, that they, um, created and perfected to, you know, do things like stomp out the Black Panther party where they had, um, 
homeboy William O'Neill basically was, you know, they got, he got Fred Hampton fucking assassinated. This, this co-optation kind of shit. And, um, they're trying to essentially do this to what I was doing. And because, you know, they just don't understand that this isn't for anything. It's just bad people did bad things and it needs to be, that's those stories need to be told. And it's, I just want to take back what it means to inform people. My journey through this is I just want to take back what it means to inform people and teach people about corruption and how it's changed and how the new digital landscape has changed those things. And it's crazy that a lot of the things that I've been making this podcast now for a few years on telling people, look, this is the strategy for this. And this is now coming true and coming to the limelight and news stories and et cetera. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was talking about this shit a few, you know, quite a few years before it was even coming to light that this is normal uh, operating procedure. But while I was doing that, they were also doing this co-optation. They were essentially being, you know, William O'Neill. How William O'Neill was a key in trying to stamp out the Black Panthers, etc. It's a, it's a controlled opposition. It's an infiltration. And um, they're going to try to do this to you if you come across this, if you have people supporting you, um, etc. They're going to act like they're aligned with you to try to capture on. It's, it's basically an extinguishing tactic. Like people call it, co- people call it, um, um, controlled opposition. It's co-optation. That's the actual, actual term. But at 100%, this was being used. It's still literally being used. Um, and I don't even want to go down the laundry list of the people that I know are part of this, but I'm not part of a movement. People just bid, did bad shit and they employed any and every tactic. They surrounded me and now they're trying to figure out who was helping me. And now they realize nobody was helping me. Now they want to at least capture my audience so they can then slowly extinguish it the same way a fucking William O'Neill sold out. Fred Hampton got that dude assassinated to try to extinguish the Black Panthers. I'm not trying to say I'm the fucking Black Panthers anyway, but that's the general strategy for when things like that arise to try to capture whatever that person was doing and then try essentially it's like carjacking. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like carjacking, you know, get out of that bitch. This is mine now. And then they drive around and everyone's still looking. Oh, is that so-and-so in the thing? No, it's not. So, I mean, I want to be absolutely clear with everybody. I have no, I have no affiliates. There are no people that I'm, um, coexisting alongside. There is nobody who's like my co-pilot, my partner in any of this. I have supporters. I have people who support me and that's it. I've, we don't have any partnerships with other people, et cetera, because that's when this shit's going to get diluted. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to allow any fucking William O'Neill's into my, what I'm trying to build here. But you have to understand the strategies that they will employ to try to capture. If you do try to gain traction on, um, uh, a property that exposes government corruption and it's called co-optation. And like I said, they will, they'll still, they'll visually try to, to look the same as you. They will use font treatments. They will use image treatments. They will use taglines. They will use terminologies. They will create 
you know, uh, a media product and call it nearly the same name as your name. So there's brand confusion. Um, they will start repeating those, you know, controlled opposition or co-optation, co-optation. People who are, you know, uh, uh, mockingbird media types will try to repeat the same kind of idioms and ideologies that you say. So people be like, oh, he must be from the blah, blah, blah. You know, much like how the, because here's the thing is the government employs these tactics too. Because remember I was telling you how Scientology communicates through their brand, etc. That they are essentially are a naval uh, psyop. You know what I'm saying? To gain a foothold in, uh, uh, foothold in uh, the entertainment industry. That's basically what it is. And they kind of communicate that through their Sea Org, etc. Be like, yo, we're part of the water boat guys. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. What's going on with that? Um, they communicate that way as well. So they understand that's how those things work. And so they borrow those same um, ways to communicate and make people think that you're part of, that they, you're, to communicate uh, that you're, they're part of somebody else or friends of or aligned with, what have you. And so, you know, it's co-optation. And it's one of the four major strategies that the government uses to essentially try to, like I said, carjack you, you know, carjacking you. Basically, you know, if you think about your, 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 your organization or your movement or whatever, and they're trying to, um, essentially take control of it or whatever they're doing it through means of a strategy called co-optation. It's one of the four major strategies they use to try to capture a movement or what have you, essentially, uh, carjacking. And it's something you need to be aware of. I definitely recommend you reading the book by Craig R. Smith. It's called A Review of Silencing the Opposition, Government Strategies of Suppression of Freedom of Expression. Very powerful book. There's a lot of great information that shows you how the government essentially, you know, controls the narrative and or they'll, or they'll infiltrate and remove people who are trying to awaken people, trying to open their fucking eyes to what's really going on. Because and he, because here's the thing about uh, 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 being awakened to the bullshit is once your eyes are open, you can't close them. Do you understand? And so they want to make sure they keep as many eyes closed as possible. Once your eyes are open, you can't close them. I hope this message finds you. As I broadcast from San Diego, from deep inside the filter bubble. We have had an update to how we are hosting this movie. Um, I was already getting a report from lots of people saying we can't see the movie. It says this movie's not available in our area. Some people say this movie has been removed. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Because I was just sitting there just like, man, there's so many of you guys, you know, who tune into the podcast. And, um... You know what I'm saying? I got some high numbers for these, uh, for these director commentary episodes. And, um, it, now this totally makes sense because now YouTube has sent me a copy strike notice on our backup channel and our, um, native channel for the Mesh News Project where we're hosting the film. Um, it says that it is full, it says that it's full of 
misinformation from COVID, even though I literally took all, all the material from this movie is made from clips I procured off YouTube. So how is this information illegal? Do you understand? Like, how is this information illegal if I downloaded it all from their platform? I guess they just don't like the order of how I put things. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So it's not illegal content if it's not put in larger context for a giant grift. Do you understand? Like, how crazy is that? But yeah, all the stuff, all the stuff that's on my, on this movie is all pulled from YouTube, all YouTube clips. So how is it something that is? Well, well, I'll tell you. First, it was telling me that I had copyright notice, right? And then I, then I kept getting reports that then I then that this content was, um, not suited for minors. And then I got a takedown notice, and in that order. But I, you know, what I'm saying I just went back and started checking some of the uh, other podcast platforms and people reporting broken link. They said this movie's not available in my area, etc. So, yeah, I'm sorry. So we have to move the movie to Odyssey, which sucks because it really, you know, what I'm saying it really hurt the debut of this film. Obviously, that was most likely on purpose. But so we had to switch to Odyssey. You don't need an app to use Odyssey. Odyssey is a video sharing platform, but they don't have regulations on what you can post, etc. It's kind of like how Elon has made Twitter. He just free speech. You know what I'm saying? People can say what they want, and then you make sense of the information that you know what I'm saying you take in. So we're on Odyssey. I've updated all the links and all the podcast descriptions. So please refer to that Odyssey link because. Um, for some reason, this information is illegal in YouTube's eyes, even though I pulled it all off of YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, I appreciate all the support. I love all the comments. Um, I'm sorry I'm taking a while to get back on feedback. I'm still uh, recovering from COVID. But um, yeah, thanks for giving me that update. And now I'm really understanding what's going on, especially now I see these comments of people saying they said it's not available in my area. I live in the United States. Like that's, I can't believe that. So yeah, we're on Odyssey now. So go ahead and check out the film on Odyssey. Thanks, you guys. Go ahead and refer to that link in the description. It's in between the two finger pointing arrow hands. Thanks.